Hello, everybody, and welcome to our very first episode of The Movie Fellas. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? We take a brief hiatus yes. to solve some problems. And change you go, the name. You go behind my back and change the damn name. Yes. Movie Fellas. Yes. And you know what? I am not the Nick Arcana everyone knows. I am the Nick Arcana everyone knows was left back with Let's Watch a B Movie. I'm the nice one. That guy was a dick. I'm going to let it go because Movie Fellas happens to sound very catchy, and I like the name. So we're going to stick with that. Nick Arcana, he probably conspired with Jeremy from Ohio or Indiana, wherever the hell he is. Wisconsin. From Wisconsin, you conspired <laughs> with him. And you pulled a coup here and got the name changed. All right, fine. The only good thing about this is we don't have to be confined to the confinements of doing B-movies. Finally now, we can review Shawshank Redemption, my dream coming true. And Goodfellas. And Goodfellas. And Casino. Yeah, Casino yeah. Royale. There's one problem, though. What? Right now, we're still in the middle of the Leprechaun series. Our final B-movie. No, well, no, it's going to be our final one. <laughs> I was about to say. But our we last, still got plenty. Yeah, we got plenty. But our last remnants of Let's Watch the B-movie is uh, the Leprechaun series. Anyways, let me just say, welcome back, Nick Arcana. We are back after a one-month break. I hope you got a tan. I hope Negative. you uh, spiritually have become enlightened in the last couple of weeks. Consider the fact we got nothing but snow and rain, and it kept me from being able to work. All I've been doing is playing games, watching movies. It sounds like you've been very unproductive. Meanwhile, me traveling. I mean, I've been getting a good amount of ab workouts. Me traveling to the temples and learning how to be Buddhist and becoming a monk. This is what I've been doing in my time away. Unlike you, it's probably watching Supernatural over and over again for the last three weeks. You should be ashamed of yourself. Negative. I've been watching House. That is one house that I never want to go inside, all right? Um, I'm talking about the show with the doctor whose name is House. I know. House MD. House BS is what I call it. So. Ah, it's only because... And by the way, if you went to go learn the ways of Buddha... Yes. Uh, why have you not shaved your head? Oh, hey, hold on. Wait a minute now. Why do you still have a beard? Do you even know I'm Shaolin bringing, style yet? I'm bringing a more modern take Do you know firebending? No. I know how to turn the light on the fireplace and the, the, the fire just appears magically in the electric fireplace. So you don't even use a real fire. Because I wasn't a boy scout like you. I wasn't in the woods as a kid camping every weekend like you, all right? I believe everyone should be. Not if you can't swim. You would have learned or you would have died. Well, I'd be dead then. <laughs> Anyways. We have a lot to talk about with this next movie. Sponsors have spoken. And they said that when our podcast goes over an hour, they don't like it. What, what sponsor? I thought we were done with Nilbog Nuggets. Yeah, well, guess what? On the way to the Buddhist temples, guess who made a quick stop in Nilbog? Yeah. Well, not you because you're still alive. There's a reason I made that alive. That's, why, that's because I renegotiated a new deal. All right, now it's not Nilbog Nuggets. It's Nilbog flavored Pop-Tarts. Come into every store in America soon, but right now they're doing a trial run in Nilbog. So, you know, the sponsorship, we're not getting no money yet, but they said that's going to be in the final, uh, let the me final guess. stage of FDA approval, all right? Let me guess. pre prepubescent kids are not allowed to eat it, otherwise they will have very serious side effects? Yes. Gotcha. I'm still waiting for the Nilbog Nuggets sponsorship money. Yeah, well, they, they say that, you know, that I got lost lost the mail on a... They said that during the three weeks that we had the, the sponsorship, that we didn't do an adequate job of promoting it on the podcast, which I say, it's bullshit. We talk about it every week for three weeks. We, we even did, did a whole movie about it. Yeah. We spent at least, at least two podcasts ignoring the movie and talking about Nilbog Nuggets. Exactly. We almost ruined the podcast because of Nilbog Nuggets. Exactly. And my wife still hates me for it. Yeah. And I still end up all... Well, Yes, well, let's get to our so we can movie watch of the a demented week. Ewok kill people. 
As folks know, when we last left off the old podcast, we were in the middle of the Leprechaun series. We had just done Leprechaun in Vegas. Leprechaun. Vamp. Why you gotta bring the silly Leprechaun nicknames into the new Movie Fellows podcast? All right, let's let that die with the Let's Watch a Movie podcast. Let Vampire, Let Vamp, uh, uh, Leppy the Troll, whatever your names were. I don't even remember now. Leppy Vamp. Leppy Vamp. What? <laughs> you just said it. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> so anyways, today we're picking back up with Leprechaun 4, famously known or infamously known as Leprechaun in Space. With really bad s- space CGI. Well, the budget was $6. What do you expect? Fair. They used $5 on catering, and there was $1 left for the special effects. So before we meet our characters, because they come very quick, uh, do you have any background to say about this movie before I get to that? I do. Yes, indeed. Now, the Leprechaun series is not known for its continuity. We have a different Leprechaun in each movie. We have different writers, different actors. The only consistent normally is Warwick Davis. But there's only one example in the series where there was some continuity, which is the director of part four is our very same director from part three. He came back. This was two years after part three, same director. So at least we have that going for us as we get into space is that we have the director of part three, which we both like part three and probably consider the best in the series. So we have that going for us. But that's the only background I have. The other background is that I don't think this had a big budget. I can tell you what the budget looks like. Really bad space CGI. You get better space CGI from the old Star Trek shows. Yeah, I think this might have been the first example, the very first version of Windows Movie Maker. And the movie was made, made with that, I think. Windows 95. I think. Oh, is that why Leprechaun looks a little gold? No, no, that's because he's a leprechaun. Oh. He loves gold. Oh, okay. Um, so let's go ahead and meet our characters, because I already established our very first scene as bad space CGI. Very first scene or every scene? Sounds like every scene to me. Every space scene is bad space CGI. Anyway, so our characters are Books, Tina, Sergeant Hooker, Danny, Dolores, Styx, Miguel A. Nunez, thank you, Mooch, Lucky, Kalowski, and Dr. Mittenhand. Uh, One thing that stands out immediately is that this is pretty much a no-name cast. We have a bunch of oddball characters, actors who we will probably never see again, except for... One of my favorite actors of all time, as you mentioned, the one and only future, future guest host, future guest star on our podcast, Mr. Miguel Nunez Jr. One of the best actors to appear in this series and the Friday 13th series and the Return of the Living Dead series. And he's in Ernest Slam's Dunk, which is also pretty amazing. So. And so pretty much we just get the Marines getting ready to go on the planet of Ithacon. Now let's establish right now, we're going to use the name Marines very loosely. Very loosely, because uh, come to find out, they are—they were contracted out to guard this German doctor named Dr. Mittenhand to come to this planet to kill an alien, and then, yeah, we'll go on further details as we go through the movie, because I don't want to give everything away right away. So this movie is a direct ripoff of the movie Aliens. With a leprechaun. And then... Jason X would come and rip off both this movie and Aliens. Yes. This, is, this and Jason X are the exact same story. Almost identical, even to the point of the Marines, again, loosely calling them Marines, whatever they are, are just like the ones in Jason X. I need to rewatch Jason X because I do not remember Marines. I remember a bunch of college kids. Anyway, so let's go ahead to the planet of Ithacon, which, was made, which looks to be made out of gold. Where we meet... 
are this, Leprechaun, who's never called a Leprechaun. So for this movie, I'm calling him Lepian. I'm going to ignore that you just said that. <laughs> and Princess Zarina, who is actually a Baywatch actress. Didn't, don't remember her. Well, that's because I believe she was only in the old, like, movie. They came out, like, really old movie. Uh, well, there was, like, nine seasons of the show. And they had a different cast for each season. So maybe um, she just was... Uh, although David Hasselhoff was in a good portion of the show. He was the Warwick Davis of the series. <laughs> he was the only consistent. Now, let me, let, me, let me ask you about this. This damn planet that we find Leprechaun on, this looks strangely similar to me to his cave thing in part two. Remember his temple cave in part two where the whole climax takes place in? Yeah. That's what this damn planet looks like to me. It's like just Leprechaun's they prob- cave. They probably ripped it off from there. It looked exactly the same. Seriously. Anyways. Well, let's get to our first death. A random alien dog. Well, yes, that is true because... Um, also, apparently they can breathe on this planet. So I'm guessing this planet has oxygen, but if you look in the background, it's very desolate, destroyed, no water. Most of the time when a planet has no water, it usually means there's no oxygen. It's a perfect place for a hot date, and the leprechaun is trying to wine and dine an alien princess so that he can become king and rule over people who respect him and grovel at his feet, as he says. Remember, the king is dead. Long live the king. What the? Who the hell wrote this dialogue? I don't know. Look at the writer. I don't know the writer's name. Maybe they have a degree in uh, dialogueology, which is the study of dialogue, as we'll get to soon with how people describe their occupations in this damn movie. Well, anyway, so Lucky, dis- Lucky finds... I love this guy's name just for what happens to him. He's very lucky enough to find the gold... And then unlucky enough to be killed by a demented Ewok. With a lightsaber. With a lightsaber. Now this, listen, it, this movie, and maybe because it, maybe because it is the director of part three, immediately it has that, that tone of just, we're going for straight comedy. When Leprechaun pulls out the lightsaber, which we know he was in the Star Wars series as an Ewok, I'm already laughing my ass off. I'm having fun. I'm like, yes! Slices him down. Man. And then picks up his gun and proceeds to have a shootout. When the leprechaun's shooting the gun, I'm marking out. I'm like, oh my god. He's shooting that thing like he knows how to use a gun. Seriously. Well, apparently one of the marines, air quotes, knows how to use a hand cannon or a hand grenade. And then leprechaun knows how to use his own body. We're not used to seeing the leprechaun sacrifice his own life for someone else. But there's two things going on here. First of all... How did the princess lose her hand? I don't know. Uh, well, I don't want to know. <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, but the lep dives on the grenade because, hey, he knows that he can come back from that. Yeah, but he the princess, die. if she explodes, his hopes and dreams of becoming king explode with her. Yep, so lep go boom. Dead. Movie's over. Yep, bye-bye, Lepian. The credits play, and I was like, man, this is going to be an easy movie to review. It's five minutes long. Nope, the leprechaun goes into to Kowalski's dick because he was pissing on him. <laughs> Listen, I felt bad for the leprechaun when the military's pissing on his bones. Well, pissing leprechaun on his didn't feel too bad going in there. Well, he knew he was going to get some sweet revenge. <laughs> Which, and now we get to meet Harold. He gets threatened by books, and then he looks right at books and goes, don't threaten me with a good time unless you plan on doing it, cowboy. I laughed like crazy. <laughs> that, Okay. This movie alternates between terrible dialogue and snappy dialogue. That was pretty snappy. And both terribly snappy dialogue. And sometimes a combination of both. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Just literally almost anything out of Harold's mouth, I laugh. 
So you have the military, then you have Dr. Reeves, who's here to collect alien samples for the German guy. Yes. Who wrote this movie? Anyways. Well, whoever wrote it decided to write Tina, or Dr. Reeves, as however you want to call her, as a bitch, pretty much. There's no hey, way around that. Hey, buddy, listen. She is has a she's a doctor of biology, which means she studies biology. I think that's what she says, something like that, right? She so she tells them she tells books, I'm a biologist. Looks over at books and books is sitting there contemplating what she said, you know, because I guess in her because books big not, brain because books has never read a book. I guess so. Because with her big brain, she must assume this guy has a small brain, so decides to announce that's the study of biology. Like, look, look at the brains on Dr. Reeves. And I'm just sitting there thinking, seriously, that that's the that's the line dialogue y'all decided to go with with that. Well, again, bouncing from cringe to catchy, snappy <clears throat> to terrible. That wasn't even cringe. That was just stupid. Oh, uh, but yeah, the di- the whole situation between Books and Tina, just, I hate it. Uh, he kind of kept killing himself with his lines, though. He's like, they're hanging at the bar, and he's like, she says, uh, well, she says, you you come sh- back when come you're back feeling when you better. Feel better, and he says, feel uh, better than I look. Yeah. What the hell does that even mean? Even as he's walking away, he's like, ugh. <laughs> well, at the same time of all this cringe, we get the leprechaun ripping out of Kowalski's dick. I wish there was a better way for you to say it, but it's the only way you can actually say it. I mean, there's no other way to say it. I don't think there is. Yeah, exactly. I don't think there is any other way. For of me all to say the that. of all the catchy resurrection scenes in horror movies, I mean, Jason had a few good ones. Uh, Freddy, they pissed on his bones. He came back life. That was pretty good. But this might be the best resurrection scene of any horror movie. And remember, that is always a sign that you should always wear a prophylactic. Yep. That's I've a, no, I actually do not know what a prophylactic is, but that's besides the point. Well, it, it would prevent that hat from happening. Ah, well, Sometimes the leprechaun's begging to get out, and you got to keep it in check. And then we get a it's alive cliche. Frankenstein. Dolores, yeah. Dolores runs through into the clubhouse and going, it's alive! By the way, this, this party they were having. It's like I mean, there, there are air quotes Marines. And, and I guess I can go off of a, this a little bit more because we learned a little bit more about the Marine situation is... Again, they were contracted out to Dr. Mittenhand, and Mittenhand's telling them that y'all are going to have to stay as security until we are relieved. Which, anyone who's in the military knows one of the general orders is, you stand your pose until properly relieved. Hmm. And guess what? Once you're given that order of your standing pose until you're relieved, every military member will go, aye, aye. This guy, proving he's not a Marine, says... Fuck you. At midnight, I'm out of here. Yep. It's like, dude, are you a Marine or are you a mercenary? Because if you're a mercenary, this makes sense. A mercenary says, I'm no longer getting paid after midnight. Well, even then, like once shit goes down, he's going to end up renegotiating a deal to get more pay. Which Mittenhand even says, oh, we can bump up your pay because you're staying longer than midnight. Yeah, but that's not good enough. He wants some back end. He wants some gross. <laughs> he wants some of the DVD sales this moment. <laughs> well, that, that's another issue is when he goes back to negotiate, he then says, I don't, we're out of here because my men are dying. He's like, dude, if, again, if you're a Marine, I know plenty of Marines that would have said, screw this. I'm killing that motherfucker. Yeah. Or I'm dying trying because you ain't killing my people. When he's, when he's renegotiating, he should ask for, ask for $1 
for every copy sold from the Walmart DVD bin. Been a rich man then. Just $2 from, for Amazon. But just from the ones that you've bought from the Walmart bin, you'd have been, you know. That's besides the point. <laughs> uh-huh, you, you would have funded the whole thing right there. Either way, they start to hunt the Lepian, in which case they go to a flesh-eating bacteria room. Yes, and, you Why know. Why do they have this in the spaceship? I, I don't know. I mean, the I, to be fair, the, the world building here is pretty terrible. There's a lot of terminology thrown out there you don't a lot even of need stuff. to build the world you're just building a spaceship the world building of the spaceship is pretty terrible <laughs> you can't really imagine that this is actually like a real thing but luckily the leprechaun gets himself a, a nice little suit to which i don't think this bacteria would even affect the leprechaun if it would you would think that that would be one of their plans was to get him in there yeah him wearing the suit is pretty weird it's like dude you're a leprechaun <laughs> you really think that that's supposed to mess you up well it messed mooch up Poor Mooch. It, it ate him alive. He was fine, and then like a minute later... <laughs> he was a skeleton. He's a freaking skeleton. He a, got the most... A red skeleton. He got a funny death. <laughs> yeah, because he was screaming all the way up to they find him as a skeleton. It's like, um, I don't think he... Uh, by the time he gets to the point of this it eating through his skin and he's nothing but muscle, he would have been dead. Yeah, he would have been screaming that whole time. He was screaming like he was in pain, and then... He was just suddenly a skeleton. It happened very quickly. Yeah, I'm like, damn. Yeah. What kind of bacteria is in there? What about um, what's his face name? Uh, Rod- not 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 Rodriguez. Um, who's the one guy's name? The dude eventually is gonna get smashed with the thing. Oh, Danny. Danny says something smart to uh to Sticks. He's like, hey, let's hide. Let's hide. <laughs> While we put our lives on the line for this motherfucker, well, let's go chill out somewhere. And Sticks is like, which I love Miguel, but he's like, no man, we're we're part of the team. We gotta do this. I'm like. Nah, I side with Danny then. <laughs> Nobody signed up to take on a magical leprechaun slash alien. That's not in the military contract. So while Harold is being creepy with Zarina, yep. we find out she can heal herself. So to be honest with you. She's an alien too. I'm just wondering because they mentioned her alien race earlier in this movie. Yep. Which means they know of this alien race. Yep. So you're telling me y'all did not know that this alien can regrow and heal themselves? Well, we don't know how smart their intel is. We don't know how much research they've we done. We have a biologist on there. She, she she studies biology. She does study biology. That's true. So maybe you're right. She should know more about <laughs> this thing. Yeah. Especially since they know, and apparently from the sounds of it, close to being at war with this planet. You would think that Dr. Mittingham would know with his super thick accent. Yeah, well, Dr. Mittenhand, when he finds out, one, he chastises Harold for being a naughty, naughty boy. A naughty boy, Harold. And then he says, bring her to my chambers so we can prepare the antidote. The antidote? What? Or serum or whatever the fuck they call it. Who? I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, Dr. Dr. Mittenham. I don't know what I don't know whether to give him the best performance or the worst performance. <laughs> that <laughs> well, accent is so strong. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I he delivers need, his lines with such glee. Well, I didn't need to write this, but when they split off into twos, uh, Dolores is with uh, Hooker. Yep. And Dolores asks him, "Do you think it's my fault that he's dead because I gave him the boner?" Yes. And he's just like, "Get me! That's how he wanted it." When I die, I hope I'm standing tall, too. And all of a sudden, she's just giving him those eyes. 
mm-hmm. which makes him very uncomfortable because as we later find out, he's a cyborg and actually can't get anything up anymore. Hey, spoiler alert, buddy. <laughs> Anyone who sees the damn metal plate in his head. I didn't know. I was shocked when I, when I watched it again and I see there's a cyborg. We might as well cut that scene for a second. All right. <laughs> that, his whole, what his character goes is all very weird, but when they're just like, ah. Oh. He wasn't even human. I laughed my ass off because it was so just, I was like, again, who wrote this? Like, he's a cyborg? It's like, how did y'all not know? At least when they did this revelation and aliens, it was more believable because of the way they made Bishop. And why the hell was a cyborg, yeah, renegotiating for the damn extra points <coughs> in the, on the back end? <laughs> You're a he cyborg. Yeah, he don't need money. <laughs> what? Apparently he can get drunk too. Yeah, <laughs> that dude was very much. That dude was way too emotionally human to be a damn cyborg. I don't know. Well, oh my gosh. Can so talk, books. Can, can get, we talk about Danny's death? I want to talk about how Tina's supposed to be smart, right? Oh, who said that? Books. Who told them lies? The fact that she's a biologist. Books gets handcuffed. You saying she studies biology? Is that what you're saying? Yes. All right. Books gets handcuffed. And as the Lepian is shooting fire at him, yep. she is trying to pull the, the she's trying to pull it out. Yep. Lady, um, if you're strong enough to break handcuffs, especially magic ones, I would be wondering why you're not just gunning for the leprechaun and kicking his ass right then and there. Eventually. Because I, that, if I was strong enough to pull magical handcuffs, I'm. I would rather just go and break the guy's neck. I mean, yeah. I'm. I'm sorry. It's like that's, this guy ain't gonna kill me. I can do this. Cling. Yeah, it's pretty. Pretty good advantage. Pretty strong. Uh, now we can talk about Danny's death. Oh, Danny boy! He tried to negotiate. I thought he did a good job. He was like, he's like, hey, I got no beef with you. I don't care if you. Wants your princess, whatever. And I think if Lep, I think Lep thinks he's tricking him, so he tricks him first. But I think if he could have just sat down and talked with Danny and be like, Danny would have been like actually on his side helping him. Danny had no allegiance to the actual military. He was looking out for himself. Well, yeah. But to be honest with you, it probably still would have went smoothly had he not pointed the gun right at the right at Lep. No, no. As soon as he got there, he pointed the damn gun at him. That was all a trap, though. The left the whole time was just wanting him to come to the spot. And Danny, like a dummy, is like, okay, I'll meet you there. He's like, he's like, right over here, right over here, come over here. That's because he's holding that button in his hand because he wanted to give his one-liner, oh, smashing, just simply smashing. That's, that's what that was about. He wanted well, to live that damn one-liner. Well, how about we go to Dolores' death? You know, she got him. But then she celebrated too early and didn't and like got it. thrown off a catwalk. For one, why are you letting this thing, who could barely pick you up, flip you over the catwalk like that? I don't why know. Why didn't you just blast him again? I mean, I, it slows him down. Uh, she could have lived. She could have. She just had to keep fighting. How tall? Was, how high was that catwalk, though? <clears throat> that was a high catwalk. <laughs> Apparently not high enough because she was still fully intact when they reached her on the bottom. I think that was believable. I thought she should have been... She should have been goo. Yeah. She should have been Dolores goo. What was the last thing she said? Kill the motherfucker. Oh, okay. Well, at least she got like, <laughs> She got a badass line at least. She didn't even die right away. Granted, that had to be a painful death. And instead of killing that motherfucker, I would have said, Medic! 
What are you talking? Like, forget the badass. Well, the medic was right there, the biologist. Forget the badass one ladder. Save me. (laughs) Close my wound up. Come on. So the Lepian tricks Harold. That's very hard to do because Harold is quite the intellect. Well, not very hard because he's also a, a dirty pervert. That's true. And he sees Tina naked, allegedly. Yep. And so he goes to open the door, and Lepian just shoves his cane right up his ass. This looked very painful. <laughs> well, judging by how Harold acted, it was. <laughs> <laughs> it looked painful enough that if that was Harold's death scene, I'd have been like, yep, I understand. <laughs> I'd well, consider the fact that the point of the the um, cane that the leprechaun would have used to actually walk with yeah. looked like it went literally in his ass. Like, I'm pretty sure that penetrated. I was like... That, I, I, I thought it was, I thought Harold was down for the count. I, thought that was, <laughs> I didn't expect him to show up again. So Yeah, and then, the, and then it was kind of funny when the blade comes out, kind of saying, showing that maybe Harold actually enjoyed that. Yeah, there's a lot of low-key, subtle stuff. With, with Harold, one, we can definitely determine he is uh, bisexual. Yep. Because he's flirted with every single character in this damn movie. Maybe he's just bored, though. Even with, <laughs> even with Hooker, when he said, I'm going to sit, if you don't get me your boss soon, I'm going to shit down your throat. And he just looks at him and goes, thanks, but I've already had my lunch. Wow. <laughs> I was like, damn. <laughs> what about this quick combo between Lep and Dr. Minningham? Where they're just bashing each other back and forth. Dr. Minningham being like, I suppose now you're going to try to kill me. Well, which, what is there of you to kill? The, and then, the uh, arm or that bald thing at the top? And then the great line of uh, talking about the lep, he's like, he's like, I'm selfish, and you are insatiable. Uh, and by the way, it's a shame you can't enjoy me and you working together. Harold! <laughs> I thought I wanted more interaction there. I wanted them to like keep going back and forth, but this silly plan of Harold stabbing him, it's like, he's a leprechaun. What do you think stabbing was going to do? Well, it didn't do him too well when that pan completely smashed Harold's face. Now again, I can't tell... I can't tell if this is a good special effect or horrible. Because when the pan comes out, I laugh my ass off. I was like, well, that, that hit the funny spot. I was laughing for like two minutes. Just seeing his face like that, and then the leprechaun in the back, I'm like, Whoa! perfect. So in the next exchange, the lepian kidnaps Sergeant Hooker, and Serena flashes her doom titties at the others. Yes. Now, I'll be honest. I'm having so much fun. But this next kind of 10, 15 minutes, I could do without. So everything from the gunfight in the lab all the way to the three-way fight scene against Hooker and then him. So what, you just wanted the Lepian to just blow his brains out? I just thought there was a lot of maneuvering around with no purpose for like 10, 15 minutes, basically. There was definitely a lot of maneuvering around at the very end after they killed Hooker and the self-destruct mechanism was set. It's like, dude. Why are you going through the vents at this point? Just run across. You know where they're at. Yeah, it's kind of like um, at a certain point, I did feel like they kind of ran out of energy. Not energy, but like what to do now. Because they were trying to pad out the time to like a running length of a movie. But it was kind of like at the about, maybe about the 55, 60 minute part, it was kind of like, I don't think they really knew what to do anymore. Well, yeah, because obviously going through the vent is going to take you longer than just running down the hall. She would not have known that Dr. Mittenhand turned into Dr. Mitten Spider. So she would have. So why would have made her go through the vent instead of running down the hall? Let's talk about Mitten Spider for a second, though. 
They, this movie does throw everything <laughs> against the wall. This movie don't care about nothing. It's just threw everything against the wall. But some of it sticks, man. Some of, it, <laughs> some of it's funny. And not all it sticks, but some of it sticks. Well, one thing that definitely sticked for me was this fight between the th- our three main characters and Hooker because it's hilarious seeing them go from badass mercenary. I'm calling him a mercenary. Fuck you. To a little pansy-ass bitch. It's like, oh, my God, that's so violent. Fuck you. Let's do it. No, I don't want to hurt them. <laughs> well, okay, I'll say this. It was pretty good acting because <laughs> there's a lot going on there and the actor pulls it off. Oh, yeah. It is so Props hilarious in. nonetheless, especially during the whole dance scene where they have them cross-dressing. It's like... <laughs> yeah, but that, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's too much for me, but it's funny, but it's almost too much. It's on the borderline too much, which is saying a lot for Leprechaun movies. Yeah, well, Hooker's death is he gets his circuits fried because he's a... He's a freaking cyborg. Yep. So, but I, he's still a Marine. He's a mercenary. Anyway, uh... So during the climax, I'm going to say this very loosely, because to be honest, besides uh, Tina versus Mitten Spider, not much happens with this climax except Wait a minute. Watching... What about Giant Leprechaun? <laughs> what about... All he did was walk around and throw stuff. Can we get a fun name for him? How about Leprechaunzilla? Lepzilla? Leprechaun. Leprechaun? Leprechaun. Leprechaun. He when he turns the... into Leprechaun. Yeah, because he doesn't have the energy beam, but he does have destructive power as King Kong. So Leprechaun. And Leprechaun, now this is really, it's really bad in terms of special effects because <laughs> Leprechaun is like blurred out and has that weird low well, rent window, like a there's pixie, some scenes, pixie blurred. There's some parts where it is doing that. There's others where when it was just the Leprechaun in the shot, what they obviously did was build a whole mini set around him so that way he actually, and then they got a better shot like that, but... When they had to do with him and books and the same thing, they had to CGI him in. Yeah, and we have to use the word CGI very loosely. This yeah, is like maybe well, maybe CG or maybe yeah, GI, well, the, but not here, CGI. Here's a question I got. And I know a lot of women have the same issue when it comes to gratuitous nudity, but they still like it when a man does this. But why did books have to take off his shirt for this final fight? Because he was channeling all the 80s action stars where... You know, Schwarzenegger, Van Damme, Stallone would try to take their shirt off. They were, I guess, maybe parroting that a little but bit. But they got into a real fight. This guy, all he did was hide in a box. Yep. Granted, go ahead and try and fight a 50-foot leprechaun. Go. I want to see how that ends. <laughs> yeah, hopefully the leprechaun is stomping him like a bug. And Anyways. But yeah, the leprechaun grows 50 feet. Books... Uh, and he's fighting books, whereas Tina versus Mitten Spider, where they use li- liquid nitrogen to freeze his ass and then shoot him in the smithereens as he's saying, Help me! Help me! I'm Mittingham! In which case... Poor, then, poor Mittingham. Yeah. And then the Lep is sent into space where he explodes. Not... And explodes, but doesn't die because his... His middle finger... Yeah, it comes up and flicks him off. His giganto finger is still giving the finger, which means the leprechaun lives on! Oh, yeah. And that's the movie. They find out the, to stop this, the self-destruct mechanism was Wizard. I'm surprised they didn't use Harry Potter. You notice how similar that ending is? Like, it's so similar to Jason X, but this came, obviously, about... Actually, only five years before Jason X. Jason X is five years after this. But did the writers of Jason X watch Leprechaun in Space while they're writing the damn movie? Because beat for beat, it's very similar. And even Leprechaun is almost similar to 
Uber Jason. Yeah, but Uber Jason actually got a following and got a whole book series based on him. Well, that's because, first of all, it's Jason who has a bigger following. And because they had a budget for Jason X, they didn't have a budget. And also, they didn't do the whole self-destruct thing with the spaceship because what they did with that, I mean, it still exploded, but what they did with that was because uh, one of the their damn escape pods ended up going into the spaceship, destroying a part of it, which caused yep. it to start sucking through. And so the spaceship started slowly demoralizing itself. I'm pretty sure the science was wrong in both movies. They didn't probably have a uh, um, a consultant from NASA on the set here to actually make the science right. Probably not. That said, in terms of horror icons going to space, we've had Hellraiser, mm-hmm. Leprechaun, mm-hmm. Jason. Mm-hmm. I'm I surprised think we didn't get Chucky. We didn't. We may may one day, but not yet. Or Michael. When I was growing or up. Or Freddy. Think about what Freddy could do in space. He was stuffed away from them to fall asleep. <laughs> what's, the, what's the point? <laughs> you know, when I was growing up, the idea was pretty much that horror characters in space was like the worst thing ever, right? And that's been like a trope that like, oh my God, he went to space. <clears throat> worst thing ever, pretty much. Well, that's probably because of Hellraiser. Maybe. But, <laughs> but, it was, but they were including Leprechaun and Jason as part of the thing. And like, now, like, man, I don't know if like, I don't know if the tide will turn from the general opinion, mass opinion, but under a microscope, man, these horror characters in space movies are a lot of fun. I welcome it. Maybe not with Hellraiser. But. Or Dracula 3000. And probably not Michael Myers. He shouldn't go to space. But. No, Dracula 3000 definitely should be an abomination to the world because it is. I'm just saying with the right mindset, not take it seriously, they're in space, let's have fun. These are fun movies, so that's that's my takeaway. Well, how about we go into our categories? It's been a while, so let's see if I remember them. Best performance. Oof. The way we do this pretty much is we exclude Warwick Davis because otherwise we'd have to give him best performance in each movie. Though so, this one is actually a little bit easier than some of the others. This one I have I'm gonna be giving it to Harold. Just cause every word out of that man's mouth I laughed every single time at. I'm gonna get best performance, and this is not <clears throat> because of the future guest star of our podcast he just happens to be the best actor by far in this movie miguel nunez jr gotta say it of course yes I'm also not, I just i'm not sucking up here he's genuinely the best actor i just want to mention one other thing about miguel a. nunez notice how that hat never left his head until the end it was glued on <laughs> it was glued on I, it, I i was i was talking about this earlier i wonder if like if he was just the highest paid actor here because he has the most credits to his name outside of Warwick davis He's been legit movies. Like, well, actually, by this point, he probably would have had more credits to his name than Warwick Davis. Yeah, but he wasn't going to demand a higher salary than the actual Leprechaun. I don't know, but of course not. I, amongst the humans, I feel like he probably should have gotten the highest salary. Probably, but also around that time frame, he was still only doing B movies as side roles. It, maybe if he was the main character, like say he played books. I don't know. Maybe he just thought it was fun, but <clears throat> I just feel like he should have bought. He should have got paid a lot of money for this. Maybe not a lot, but she got paid. Well, how about our worst performance? I'm giving it to Tina. I did not like that character at all. She either talked down to everybody or when worst comes to shove, she goes, no, I don't believe in guns. And then all of a sudden, I know Kung Fu. I know how to fight. It's like, lady, you were worthless the entire damn movie. You didn't even know the damn password to stop the self-destruct when you were the one built up for that exact role. Screw you. Listen, sir, if you don't like Tina, you don't like biology, all right? Hey, I do like biology because if, if not without biology, I wouldn't, have, I, I wouldn't love my wife. 
Tina, yes, she does a terrible job. Her character's irredeemable, bland, boring, uh, probably one of the worst final girls in any horror movie ever. And all that said, yes, she's also my worst performance as well. I, also, I forgot to mention. I, I think you thought there was a defense of her coming, but no. <laughs> she forgot. truly is the worst performance. I forgot to mention one other thing. Princess Serena, what the hell happened to her? She lived, and then all of a sudden, it, the movie was over. No, she gave a line that I think spells out her destiny. She said, The king is dead, long, long live, the queen. live the queen. But the king's not dead because her dad's still alive, even though in one of her interactions with the Lepian, it was, No, you're not going to do that. He's my father. I'll kill him. She's going <laughs> to carry on the plan of killing the, the king, I'm guessing. And that'll be a spinoff that we'll never, ever see. Yeah, because... I like I liked, I liked the actress who played Serena. I liked her character. She was fun. From what little scenes we had. If she had a more villainous role, she probably would have been better. Her, her dynamic with Lep was pretty interesting. Different from what we see the Leprechaun usually do. Now they, those three are still on a death sentence because she showed them her doom boobies. Next category is uh, best scene. Ooh, best scene. Okay, wow. This is a hard... I, honestly, I'm giving my best scene to the books, sticks, and Tina versus hooker fight. It was so fucking hilarious and fun to watch. Especially with Hooker just constantly going back and forth between Mercenary and Bitch Boy. If I had to show one scene for me to incorporate this movie, encapsulate this movie, I should say, it's probably be Harold's death scene. <laughs> that whole lead up and Harold and the pan flying in his face. I feel like that is a leprechaun in space in a nutshell. So, so I should that. mention when uh, Amelia watched this and she saw that, she was like, his face wouldn't have been crushed like that. <laughs> what happened to Harold is biologically impossible. Right. But it's and like, I'm just sitting there thinking, it's like, sweetheart, it, it's a comedy. This ain't yeah. even a really a horror movie. That that scene was basically a, a ode to like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Right. Yeah, that's pretty over the top. Worst scene. Uh, space. Just any space scene in general because the CGI hurt my eyeballs. Yeah, I don't know if any scene stands out like the worst scene. I, I'm nitpicking, to be honest with you. Some, a lot of these are mediocre scenes, but not really the worst. I'm going to go ahead and say that um, the uh, the scene where they're with the um, the suits on and stuff. The um, the bacteria room? Yeah, that, that was kind of stupid, I thought. Well, yeah, because, again, why would they have that? One, as an accessible room for them. Yeah, but the fact that the Leps were wearing the suit and it's like he's actually <laughs> obeying the law, the laws of science there just seems stupid. And then Mooch's death just was done poor because if that's going to happen, don't have him, like, screaming out and then suddenly he's a skeleton. Right. All right, well, then, since uh, we're saying, what would you like to change? Okay. I Keep Dolores alive, kill Tina. Yeah, no. I'd make Dolores the final girl because she's a badass. And or easy to have a relationship with her and um and uh, book, book, uh, books guy. Or uh, Zarina gets her revenge on the Lepian herself. They needed more closure with them because they kind of just fade off at the end. Yeah, especially There's since not again, you only get that one line and then all of a sudden the other three characters are like, yeah. They, they forgot that she was on the ship or something, so... <laughs> I guess they also forgot their death sentence because if they do try to take her back to her planet, she's just going to be like, oh, by the way, they're, they're scheduled to die. Boil them in oil. Yeah, if she was going to live, she needed to really turn a leprechaun and become a good person. <clears throat> yeah. I, otherwise, she should die pretty much, probably. So. 
Or it should have been a fight, or maybe have Tina, instead of going up against Mitten Spider, have Styx actually fight Mitten Spider, and then have Tina versus Zarina. And then have Tina kill Zarina. And maybe, even though, I mean, Mitten Spider was okay, but man, just more of Mittenham with that accent. <laughs> just have him, like, just rolling around and, oh, you need my help to take out the little green guy, do you? <laughs> just more interaction with Mittenham, maybe. Well, but I, Midham started out as annoying, but by the end, by the middle, I was like, "Give me more Midham." <laughs> I don't know what, what's wrong with me, but <clears throat> all right. Well, final. To be honest with my final thoughts, this movie is definitely fun to watch. Acting was poor, minus th- four characters. And be honest with you, one of those four characters still sucked. <laughs> <laughs> but you just can't help but laugh, and that's what this movie was going for. The CGI was shit. The setting was fine, minus the fact that they were able to go into a room that could eat your flesh. Yep. Still, And also, why were they even pulling on stuff? I don't know. Either way, there's some leaps and bounds you need to make. But overall, this is definitely a movie you can just sit down, enjoy, laugh along with. So I'm going to give this movie a 2 out of 4. So, I'll say this. This movie has a bad reputation. And, what, you know, when you know about the reputation, you've heard everybody bash the movie, you've heard nothing but bad things, you do approach it probably with, like, low expectations, which helps out. Me going in thinking, hey, it's Leprechaun Space, it's going to be terrible. Me thinking that and watching it, because my expectations were low, I could just sit back and actually, it relieved all pressure of expecting a good movie. And I could just have fun with it. And that's what happened. I had a lot of fun with it. I feel like it, it, part three and four are a great doubleheader because they don't take themselves seriously. They know what they are. They're going for full-blown comedy. So I think it does a good job of that. Characters kind of suck for the most part. Acting sucks. CGI, oh my God. This is like Troll 2 level acting almost. Uh, not quite Troll 2 because Troll 2 did have some Oscar Academy Award winning performances, I felt like. Um, but yeah, CGI is bad. Mostly, it's mostly bad, but it's definitely in the category of so bad it's good. Get together with a group of friends. Don't take it seriously. Watch it. Enjoy it for what it is. Lower your expectations. Do not expect a good movie. Know that this is a Leprechaun movie. I think it's the, it has a good Leprechaun spirit to it. I'm going to go two and a half stars within the context of the Leprechaun universe. Obviously, it's not a true two and a half star movie in the world. But amongst Leprechaun movies, two and a half stars. You'll enjoy it. Low expectations. You'll enjoy it. And with that, everybody, I hope y'all know y'all don't have to get out of here, but actually you do have to get out of here. Go home. Get some sleep. It's pretty late. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Now now actually called... The Movie Fellas. The Movie Fellas. Um, and we'll have a new logo pretty soon on that also. And eventually some actual YouTube videos. We are still working out the kinks and... and Nick needs to learn how to make a video. So That too. He has to figure out how to hit the record button on his phone and just... I mean, I just need to make sure my phone actually does pretty good videos. I don't know. When I watch Cyrano, I'll I'll try and do a five-minute review on that. So keep keep an eye out on that if Vic decides to actually upload it. Nope. Oh, well. (laughs) (laughs) Have a good night, everybody. Later.